Many people will say that the Christmas we celebrate today has its roots in a Victorian Christmas. But in fact, many of the tra traditions we observe go back a lot further. In fact, are very similar to what our Tudor forebears would have done. Look at things like football. It's commonplace in the UK for Boxing Day to be a day for sport, particularly football. And many people will be making their way to large stadiums to watch football teams play. In Tudor times, people would play football and during the holiday season, many peasants would, would have a big, big game and it would be throughout the villages. Uh, there would be very few rules and sometimes people were even quite severely injured. But football was a major part of some Tudors' Christmases. Then if you look at board games, who hasn't had an argument about Monopoly or Trivial Pursuit or whatever? Well, the Tudors also liked their games. They particularly liked chess and they played cards. And I'm sure they had arguments about who was cheating as well as we do. If you think about us watching the big film, the big movie, the Tudors would watch pageants and masks, which were just as enthralling to them as our big films are to us. Uh, there would be a way of taking one's mind off the midwinter and enjoying the colour and vibrancy of a fairy story. One of the major influences of the Tudors on our Christmas is our Christmas dinner. Now we eat turkeys and turkeys were not known in England in the Middle Ages. However, Henry VIII was the first British monarch to actually have a turkey at Christmas. This was because the turkey, which came from the Americas, was being imported by the Spanish conquistadors and it became fashionable. And so, of course, English merchants would buy turkeys from the Spanish to serve at Christmas. It was no, not a major tradition until much later, but turkeys did feature in the Tudor court's Christmas banquets. Then stuffing. Now stuffing has been around for centuries. People would stuff different meats and parts of animals with dried fruits, spices, herbs, grains to pad out the meat and also to impart flavour. So the stuffing that we eat today is probably millenniums old. Bread sauce. Uh, cooks in Tudor and medieval times would use leftover bread to thicken sauces. And so bread sauce was common in those times. Then if we get on to the sweet things, mince pies. Now for us, mince pies are solely made of mincemeat, that is dried fruit, suet and spices in a pastry crust. But in Tudor times, mince pies also had meat in them and they were quite substantial. 
but they were called mince pies and they were eaten as part of the Christmas festivities. So uh, the mince pies we eat are a descendant of the Tudor mince pie. Then you get Christmas puddings. Now, again, for centuries, people have boiled up dried fruits, added a dash of alcohol, some fat, maybe lard. Tudors, like us, enjoyed their, their ale. In most cases, the ale was not very alcoholic. It was fermented because that made it safe to drink. And remember, water in the Tudor times, unless you were fortunate enough to live near a spring, was generally considered dangerous to drink. Wines. Yes, the Tudor nobility enjoyed many fine wines. And remember, they had links throughout Europe. They drank from Gascony, they drank um, Bordeaux, or what was called Claret, and this was imported from France. From what is now Germany, they drank Rhenish wine, which would be, uh, I suspect, a slightly sweeter and less strong wine, given that it came from German vineyards, more northerly than the French. Um, and also Malmsey wine, which was a spicy, strong wine, which would probably be drunk maybe like we would drink port at the end of a meal. And then Baileys. Now, of course, nobody went round tipping out a bottle of Baileys at Henry VIII's court. But what is Baileys made of? It's made of cream and strong liquor. Now, if you think about, if you look back on the Tudor court, they loved to drink posset. And what was that made of? Cream and strong liquor, with maybe a touch of spice. Again, they loved their oranges. Do you still put a satsuma in your child's stocking? Because the satsumas, the oranges, were a luxury item. They were something that had been imported from, from Spain and they were a luxury to be, to be eaten at Christmas. Now, in terms of presents, we give presents at Christmas. The Tudors also gave presents, although at the Tudor court, it was they, the presents were given on New Year's Day, not on Christmas Day as we traditionally do it. And in fact, there is record of when Catherine of Aragon and Henry VIII had split up. She sent him many presents on the 1st of January, which he totally ignored, and he didn't send her any. So, you know, um, EastEnders, it's all happened before. Couples at Christmas and presents featuring quite largely. Then, in terms of the religious observance, carols, God rest ye merry gentlemen. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. That is a carol which would have been sung by the Tudors. Absolutely, definitely. So if you go to a carol service, and that is one of the carols that you sing, you are doing what Henry VIII would have done. And actually, if you go to a Church of England service, you will see 
a compromise that is essentially Elizabethan. You will see some of the display and the finery of the Catholic Church combined with essentially Protestant beliefs. And I was very, very fascinated. I'm not an Anglican, but I've been going to visit Church of England services for a while now. And you look at the clerics, they could be Archbishop Cranmer. They really could. It is so interesting to see how the state managed the split from Rome and then later the conversion into a moderate form of Protestantism. And if you go to a service where they have what's called the creed, this is something that Tudors would have been familiar with. It sets out the beliefs that you were expected to have. And so you went to church and you said the creed because that showed that you were a good, loyal subject. But it wasn't all about religion. There were parties. Now, the office party. I think we've all been to office parties where um, we've all got drunk and flirted outrageously with colleagues. Uh, the office party happened in Tudor times, slightly differently, but lords and great families would entertain their servants, their staff at Christmas, and there would be plenty of alcohol drunk, plenty of fine food eaten. You could go and find some very wild parties at, in Tudor times. Uh, it was quite common to a point at the beginning of Christmas, which was actually midnight on Christmas Eve, to appoint a Lord of Misrule, who was one of the servants who was of no importance. But during the 12 days of Christmas, they would rule the celebrations. And these celebrations would become increasingly drunken and rowdy. Now, um, there would also be quite a lot of snogging going on. Uh, and these, these parties did lead to liaisons among couples and to married couples having a bit of uh, marital bliss during the festive season. And if you look at Henry VIII's children, both uh, Edward VI and Elizabeth I were born in the autumn, suggesting that they were conceived around Christmas time. So, next time you eat a plate of turkey with stuffing, or go to an office party, or sing carols, remember, you are treading in Henry VIII's footsteps, and be careful. Merry Christmas.